welcome to CigarCast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Debbin, and master of the Irish goodbye, if you listened to last week's show, Mr. Shane Reeves. That's right. Well, I, I've been waiting all day for this microphone to heat up because I, sir, have a bone to pick with you. Is that what it was? As soon, no, that was not it. Oh. <laughs> as soon as I light this cigar, I'm going to give you what for due to your erroneous actions in the past. I can't hardly wait. I've been practicing all day. Okay. Did this just come up today, or how long is how long have you been sitting on this? Oh, this this I just got really fired up today because I had read the article and then I read the details. So anyway, first let's smoke a. Oh. Okay. All right. But uh, would you like to talk about your cigar? First? Yeah, let me talk about this. This is the. Oh, actually, you talk about yours first because in all our show prep, I forgot to actually bring up the stuff about. This oh. is a Padrone 50th anniversary. I've had my eye on this cigar since the big, beautiful box of them came in. That's actually a humidor. This is not a cheap cigar. Which There's, you said you were going to get back to. Thank you very well, much. There's double significance to why I chose this cigar tonight, and it has to do with what I'm fixing to scald you for. <laughs> so this is so, this is so heinous that I am having to smoke a special cigar just to, to overcome it. To you. Yes, you and the New England Patriots owe me for this cigar. All right. So I'm about to give it to you, but. I can't, I'm, I'm, I can't imagine what this has to do with me at the, anymore. I'm very excited for this cigar. It's a Nicaraguan Puro. It is uh, Padron's 50th anniversary. I don't know what to say about this cigar. You know, it's a Nicaraguan Puro. It's not like I can spend 10 minutes going into the recipe of it while you figure out what your cigar's made of. <laughs> it's something that... I got it pulled up. <laughs> okay. Man, you're getting started early. <laughs> this is going to be a long show for me. Somebody bring my spurs. I'm fixing to ride him <laughs> for an hour tonight. <laughs> okay, so what are you smoking tonight, Trey? So I'm smoking from Caldwell is the Blind Man's Bluff. I haven't smoked this on the show before. I actually had one um, that set for two weeks waiting for the opportunity to smoke it on the show, and finally I just couldn't stand it anymore. So um, I have had one of these before, but just one. I'm interested to, to smoke it again because uh, I was the last one I had, I was in the car and I just was kind of milling around. It wasn't one that I actually sat down to smoke. So I think this will give me a little bit more. Uh, the Bindman's Bluff is uh, Ecuadorian Habana leaf wrapper uh, with Honduran Criollo binder and filler from the Dominican and Honduras. So it's a, it's a medium to medium full, I would say. His eyes rolled in the back of his head just from putting it in his mouth. That Padron drawl is... Is exquisite. Yeah, I I sat here and I went through my toolkit and I checked metric. I checked regular. I made sure I had the right size punch. I got out a protractor and measured the exact center of the cigar for the punch. I actually did the figure eight punch on the end because I really wanted the draw. I don't want to run a risk of this cigar burning crooked. So just very excited. Uh, and the, the cold drone, it, it's, it's what I love about the drone. It's just like a breath of mountain air. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Well, you're blinds, man's bluff. Um, but no, so it's a medium to medium full cigar, I would say. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Almost uh, lit it with the wrong lighter. Uh, that would have been tragic. That would have been. After all that effort and time, you took care into, into making sure you got your punch right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just a good. I mean, for for a Caldwell cigar, it's very well priced at about ten bucks. And now you may have to help me on this. Is this actually 
made by Caldwell or is it just distributed by them? That is made by Caldwell. Okay. That is okay. their workhorse of their cigar line. Okay, yeah, and, and I would agree with that, again, just based on one smoking, but I really enjoyed it when I had it the first time around, uh, so I'm, I'm interested to take a little more reflective approach to smoking at this one. All right, you're getting itchy. Go ahead, lay in. We have sat in this very cigar lounge one night, numerous nights, and you have had the audacity to defend the New England Patriots and Tom Brady to my face. Mm-hmm. Also, during the Super Bowl, whichever number it was that the Patriots made that huge comeback win. 51. Over the Falcons? Yes. 51. You were rooting for them. Yes, I was. They are disgusting human beings. Why are they disgusting human beings? After they won, and by the way, we can say Super Bowl, we just can't promote using the the term. Okay. So we can say Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. If you say it five times, Roger Goodell shows up and slaps you on the wrist. So last week, after the Patriots won the Super Bowl. In what is possibly the worst Super Bowl ever. Got to be the most boring worst Super Bowl ever. Robert Kraft comes walking down with a large double bubble wrapped chest, sets it down in the Patriots locker room, unwraps it, and it is 50-year-old Padron cigars. What do I have to do with this? Hang on. Given to him by Stokey TV? No. Given to him... Not by Orlando. Orlando wanted to give them to him, but passed away. So Jose held up and gave him this. And he laid them down for the New England Patriots to smoke. And your hero, Tom Brady, would not pick up and partake of one. I never said he was my hero, Tom Brady. The lowest form of life that has ever existed would walk past a tray, having just won the Super Bowl of all times, walk past a tray of 50-year-old Padron cigars and not smoke one. He should have been taken outside of Atlanta Stadium and shot. I completely agree. That's abhorrent behavior. How, like, because smoking is bad for you? Was that, did he give any explanation? Because he's too old to smoke. Has he met a cigar smoker? I, I hope a building falls on him. Was it uh, Milton Berle who, who was like who said he lived to 175 because he smoked cigars? George Burns, <laughs> possibly Milton Berle too. Those guys, those guys lived a long time. <laughs> but so here's the thing: they bring in this box of 50, 50 year old cigars, and they say, "I hope we have enough." Well, apparently all of the girls in the locker room in their little Patriots ballet costumes. Easy. Several of them passed. I blame you. How could you possibly support a team (laughs) that would turn down a 50-year-old Padron? I I don't support a team. They are not my team. You were rooting for them. In one game. You were rooting for them. You have told, you and I have expanded numerous times on the fact, your argument that they're not cheaters, my argument that they are firmly in the cheater category. They are not cheaters. This just, how can you still defend them? It was a 50-year-old Padron. I'm not defending this action. I'm just... (laughs) This is going off the rails quick. This is irreprehensible behavior that should never be stand for. The Patriots should be kicked out of the National Football League, possibly sent to Europe to play soccer for the rest of their days. 
That got you real heated. I'm sorry. I had to had to get that off my chest because how I hope to never see you with the because from now on. And by the way, I smoked a 50th Padron this year or this th- tonight. In just out of just because I just in hopes to somehow make a confidence to the powers that be for Tom Brady's turning down a 50-year-old Padron Again, after the Super Bowl. I don't defend that action one bit. I think that is abhorrent behavior to turn down that cigar. That being said, more for, more for the rest of them that actually like it. Yeah, I wonder if you could get a to-go bag. Like That's a what I'm thinking. Bag? Like, you know, you know Gronk was over there grabbing like six <laughs> to oh, take well, with him. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm, I'm just, I'm appalled. I could not, I didn't think I could get madder than if they won the game, but I did. <laughs> and, I, and I hold I you. I thought you weren't going to watch it. I hold you, I didn't. But I hold you personally responsible. I still, you know, was alive, so I couldn't keep from hearing about the, um, the game. Supposedly, there was only like six people here at the shop. I, I, Noel and I were two of them. Yeah, there, there was nobody here. It was wild. I bet that was replicated all over the. Yeah, I, all over I would the love to. I, I know they're gonna massively inflate the actual viewership numbers because the party we went to ahead of this one, we were two of six, and we were two of six here, and I, you know, I think it really does come down to the fact that people are tired of watching the Patriots win. Did you get to try any of the hot chicken that Rob made? I, I didn't. We had already eaten. No, he, I, we, if he had told me he was going to be making hot chicken, then I would have come and I would have come for that. I wouldn't have cared about the game. Yeah, if, but if, I would come if, and ate hot chicken and watch I, Super Bowl. I know. I wish it had been a busy day. Excuse me. It had been a busy day, so I hadn't checked social media because he always posts pictures when he's in the kitchen. And if I'd have known he was bringing it, I definitely would have brought my appetite because uh, it looked delicious. I just couldn't eat anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, it looked very good. I'm um, just but. Okay, I can calm down now. How is it that the legislative update is what's going to calm me down? That, that's, that's very sad indeed. In uh, fact, I actually purposely, because I don't get so uh, emotionally invested in, a, in, in football, as you do apparently. Uh, I'm not invested in football. I'm invested in the fact that you have defended a person so slimy as to turn down a 50-year-old Padron. Before that was a known character flaw. Hey, People, I was about to go somewhere really. I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, in the early 30s, there were people defending Hitler, too, before they realized what. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. Another if, level. If, way, people, to, way to, to, to take it up another notch, Trey. Um, so I'm going to talk about the legislative update. Garcon, can we get Mr. Deadman's soapbox? <laughs> I actually purposely didn't bring a legislative update this week because I just, I can't, I can't be bothered anymore. Oh, it's so annoying. Colorado bill introduced that would ban smoking in cigar shops. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I also is- saw that Hawaii banned uh, sales over, uh, internet sales for people under 21. Well, yeah, there's j- a lot Just of- raise the age. Yeah, New Jersey is, um. Going to start. I said I was reading today. Maybe it and was I wasn't New Jersey. Mention it, but they're going to start requiring a signature from somebody twenty-one year old or older too. But okay, folks, this is the Shane was right moment of the podcast. Hadn't took long to get here. I feel like I've been right the whole evening, but 
This is the Shane was right moment of the every podcast. minute of every podcast is that for you. This is true. <laughs> every piece of legislation that is shoveled toward us as it involves tobacco starts with this line for the kids. Adding a definition of electronic smoking device to include e-cigarettes and vapes. I've been screaming about these hippies ruining cigar shops forever. I've been screaming about vaping being the the worst thing to happen and that it's it's not so much that it's it's not like Tom Brady. It's not evil unto itself. This is evil in taking our cigars with it. <laughs> and every piece of this legislation You're in rare form tonight. <laughs> Every piece of this legislation begins with something about e-cigarettes and vaping. It does. And that's the first line in this, okay, we want to stop vaping, so let's ban cigar smoking in cigar bars. I, I really don't understand the connection. It's tenuous at best, and I don't even think it's that. I mean, there is absolutely zero correlation between vaping and cigars. Zero. Oh, less than... Less than zero. There is more correlation in Mother Teresa and Tom Brady than there is in vaping and cigars. I'm just telling you. Well, both their names start with T. Sure. (laughs) They both... You know, and I've said this before on the show before, is I I, I think where this is coming from is when vaping, or when it first came out, there were a lot of cigar shops that brought it in. You know, they weren't going to carry cigarettes, but they would bring in the the e-cigarette Thing. I know a bunch of them did it. Now, to my knowledge, there's not a cigar shop out there that's currently also a vape shop because vaping kind of took on a life of its own. But I, I can't help but wonder if maybe that has something to do with it. Not only that. If I go, if I'm in my travels as I wander the earth searching for truth, justice, in the American way, during my travels, if I come upon a shop that says cigars and also says vaping and or CBD, I refuse to enter that establishment under any, for any reason. No, I completely agree. Let's make, let's, I mean, they're working against us. We're trying to be able to enjoy a dadgum cigar and sit in the lounge and have pontification and discuss hypothetical scenarios and love our fellow man And bring about world peace, and they're trying to tie that to vaping and ruin it for everyone. So keep keep going through the article for me, because I haven't read, like I said, I stayed away from legislation completely. And is it just that they're trying to limit e-cigarettes and vaping, so they're getting rid of smoking cigar shops? Eliminating the existing exceptions for certain businesses which smoking may be permitted, such as air support smoking concessions, Businesses with three or four, three or fewer employers, designated smoking rooms and hotels, designating and smoking areas, living facilities, etc. Basically, repealing the act, repealing the act of. Sorry, I'm so mad I can't talk. <laughs> repealing the ability of property owners and managers to designate smoking and non-smoking areas through the posting of signs. All right. Colorado. Legalized pot central. Really? You want to go after my cigars? Really? You're going to legalize pot. 
And I mean, okay, is the are the two things related tangentially? Are people tired of smelling pot smoke, so they're having to go after cigar lounges? What's the deal? You know, I've always wondered that, especially because Colorado has one of the strictest, as far as I can recall, smoking bans of states in in the U.S. I believe that's the state where even if you're a private property owner smoking on your own property, that your neighbors can can basically citizens arrest style get you in trouble. I, I don't know that you can be arrested or fi- but fined maybe or something like it, forced to stop. I don't, I don't know. It, this, it's been a while since I, and I think that was Colorado. Anyway, my point is, actually, I don't have a point. My explanation is, uh, I, I just can't understand legalizing pot, which is primarily smoked. Now, obviously, they've got the whole edibles and the this and the that and the whatever. But smoking is smoking. If you're really worried about the, the kids, the, the smoke is the issue. That is the irritant. It has nothing to do with what's in it. And I would argue, as I have many times before, if you're going to allow marijuana smoke, which has a minimum age of 21 to purchase, it... Um, much like alcohol, it actually has mind-altering effects. Cigars don't. You can't get pulled over for smoking a cigar while driving. You know, th- th- there's there's no adverse uh, effects to your judgment, right. to Nobody, your inhibitions, to nothing. Nobody's ever come home, smoked an underground shade, and shot the housekeeper. Unless they were already going to do that before right. they smoked Unless the they cigar. were planning to shoot the housekeeper to begin with. Well, it I just do, doesn't make any sense to me. I do think that the two things are related because I believe what is happening is, okay, we don't want to have um, opium dens, for lack of a better word, popping up all over Colorado where all the stoners can get together and, and smoke pot. So, unfortunately... Then why legalize it? Exactly. So, because of tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Because big marijuana... Has big oh bucks. come on! We can't call it big marijuana. It's big marijuana. It's big CBD. You can't tell me. <laughs> I don't think it's as big. I haven't seen three letters stretched together, including the word "cat," in writing anywhere that CBD was not prominently featured. <laughs> it is. It year. is everywhere these days. You can't tell me that somebody's not making bank on that. That being said, I'm actually for the legalization of marijuana. I, I'm actually for it. I, I, I would am too. I would never. If you get rid of, because that's the only effective way to get rid of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, making it legal makes it less of the forbidden food. It makes it less... And it makes it more regulated. It makes it less pushed because there's not as much profit in it because now other people are selling it. Um, and I'm the tax revenues are, are all are through the roof on it. You know, I, and I'm, I'm all for that. And I'm a grown man. I almost slayer. I'm a grown... This should have been cigar cast after dark, it man. Been. I, would have, I would have been burning this microphone down. Um... I am all for legalizing it. Let them have it. But don't touch my cigars. And leave my cigars alone. And I'll tell you what. Here's the, here's the thing you politicians need to understand. I'm a grown man. If I want to go sit in a cigar bar and have a cigar, I should be able to. If you're a grown man and you want to go sit in the backyard and smoke, a, smoke whatever form of marijuana you wish to partake upon, go for it. That's it. Conduct it responsibly. If I'm here at the cigar lounge and I have a cigar and somebody pulls out a nice bottle of whiskey, 
I take a couple of hits off of a nice bottle of whiskey. I'm a responsible adult. My wife drives me home. I call somebody. I, you know, even if there is the most remote chance that I may have been overserved for any reason, I'm not going to take that chance. I don't take the chance. Yeah. I'm a responsible adult. Why don't well, we preach that? And and again, it goes back to the market bears it out. If the cigar shops weren't making money from people being able to sit around and pull, purchase multiple cigars at a time and enjoy the lounge, if, if they were losing money over that, they would stop it themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the, as a government, you've, you've got no place here. And I have never seen anybody outside the cigar shop beating their child trying to get them in here to smoke one. It just don't, it's not a big deal. I've never seen teenagers coming in here to try to purchase a $12 cigar. No. They go to the gas station across the street and get something machine made. I have never seen any of these boogeymans that these politicians pull out of their Brady and try to give me. And, and again, the only time I have seen teenagers in here buying cigars is our, our people that are 18. That's the legal smoking age. That you, we have decided that at 18, you're responsible enough to vote, to join the military, to buy a gun. But have a cigar. Have a cigar. And you know what? If I've, I've always said, one of the main reasons I never got into drinking is it was never forbidden. My father said, hey, son, when you decide you want to have a beer, let me know. We'll go have a beer. You know, when you want whatever you want to try, let me know. We'll go try it. I'd rather do it safely. I'd rather do it with you. There was no forbidden fruit in my house. And I think that contributed to me becoming a well-balanced, if a little angry tonight, individual. <laughs> you know, the man that you stand before, that stands before you. Yeah. But would you like to take a break and perhaps lick your wounds, <laughs> apply a little salve, go yeah. light us incense in your altar of Brady, anything like that you'd like to do while we're on break? <laughs> Well, I've got I've got a few more uh, fun things to address, and we'll 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 liven up the show again when we get back after this. Trey here with this week's cigar under eight dollars. Want to talk about a product from Alec Bradley that I don't think we really have talked about on the show before. Uh, this is the Black Market. This is kind of their entry-level cigar. Um, you can pick these up for about seven and a half bucks, but you know, local ordinances and taxes may, you know, change that up a little bit. Well, it's labeled a medium strength, and I'll say it's definitely medium. It's a Honduran cigar. Wrapper is Nicaraguan, and the wrapper leaf is a hybrid, is what it says. I've got the worst description ever of this cigar. Let me go then. It's a four-country blend, jam-packed with Hamastran Honduras and Panamanian long fillers capped off by a lively Sumatra binder and powerful Nicaraguan wrapper. How about that? I've smoked a couple of these. I like them. Um, it's, it's kind of a rarity for the Cigar Under 8 because the Cigar Under 8 is usually the step-up cigar. This is not a step-up cigar. No, this is, and this is one of those that's a little bit more strength than flavor. Now, I think it's got great flavor, but you're getting, it, it's, it, it, it packs a wallop. Yeah, it's a lot of cigar, but... Until next week, try the Alec Bradley Black Market.
Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. One of your hosts, Shane Reeves, sitting with the man that ate the last mango in Paris, <laughs> Trey Dedman. Welcome back, everybody. I don't, thought you were going to take the opportunity to take another dig. You don't tell me you've never heard that Jimmy Buffett song. Oh, my God. I, I know every word of that song. Well, why did you not say you took the last plane out of Saigon? I had a whole bit built <laughs> around sorry. it. All right. Turn it off. We're starting over. Wait, I took the last plane out of Saigon or you did? No, you took. The, I oh, took okay. the first fast boat to China. Oh. <laughs> but there's still so there's much, still so to, much be, to be done. done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carry on. Uh, do you feel better now? I, Almost. I'm this Padron 50th is soothing the savage beast. By the time I'm done with this podcast and this cigar is about two thirds done, I may be back to a normal human being. My wife has never been gladder that I do a podcast than she is tonight. Oh, because you've been wearing her out about this all day? No, I, I kept this all bottled uh. up. And if I hadn't been able to come here and do the podcast, it would have had to come out. <laughs> But real quick, to go back to your Jimmy Buffett thing, I think it is funny. We're, we've had this very unusual heat wave in, in, for February this week. And it's currently 70 degrees outside. It was raining. What's worse than cats and dogs? I, I mean, just buckets. Of, as, my, uh, as my grandfather would say, it was raining like pouring piss out of a boot today. And I just, I came over and I was actually listening to Jimmy Buffett today because it was the perfect day for it. I'm in a good mood. I was rolling down the road smoking a cigar, and I was. It, it was. I could have had the windows open if it weren't for all the rain. I was. Yeah, it's a Jimmy Buffett kind of day. It's funny how in sync we are because this morning when I was walking the dog, I had Jimmy Buffett, you know, playing off of my YouTube mix because I wanted. I just. I was in. Something about waking up and it's 70 degrees and strapping myself to the Labrosaurus told me it was a Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett day. Well, for me, you know, people think of Jimmy Buffett, they think of, you know, the, the sunshine and beaches and stuff like that. But it rains during the summer so much here that, a, like, a warm, rainy day is Jimmy Buffett to me. Yeah, it's a... It doesn't have to be sunny. It's about, I think some of it is about combating the weather mm. about okay yeah ha ha rain on me will you i will listen to margaritaville and may which by the way to be his most popular is one of his worst yeah i agree at all but he had so many other really good songs i can't believe that one every time i'm in a mexican restaurant on a thursday night some three-chord charlie is trying to bang that out of his guitar and all, but okay, please try i'm gonna okay. let you have the reins because i have yelled and yelled and yelled right. tonight well, I am going to talk about, or I, I saw something today. Where did it go? No, Alec Bradley uh, announced that they're going to add uh, triple wrapper Shamrock uh, to the Filthy Hooligan series, which this is a cigar that I've not ever had before. Uh, not this particular, but I mean the Filthy Hooligan series in general, because I don't like Candela wrappers. And you've told me time and time again that around you know St. Patrick's Day, if, if you're going to try one, this is the one to do. And I may have to give this a shot this year if, if we can get a hold of this one. So the triple wrapper is uh, Habano Maduro, Honduran Candela, and Habano Seco. All, and the thing is beautiful. It's a triple barber pole. I don't know what you call that. It is, you know, um, Alec Bradley makes bank on St. Patrick's Day on this cigar. Yeah. This is the one. Is, is We're on the, of, the original, which is just a Maduro Candela. Yeah, if you you know if you come in and you're drinking a green beer, that's that's generally what you see guys picking up. I would say this cigar 
if it's not sold by the end of March, it won't sell to the beginning of the next March. Right. Although I think this year ain't St. Patrick's Day in February. No, it's March 17th every year. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's Mardi Gras. You're thinking in, of Mardi It's Mardi Gras that's in February this year. <laughs> Okay. Now, if they come out with one with a purple leaf, then we'll have something. That, that's right. <laughs> Beads. <laughs> but the... Um, the It's like the people that think it would be so weird if Halloween was on Friday the 13th. Anyway. <laughs> well, you're, you're talking to the guy. Sorry, I got to pull the show over. You're talking to the guy that had this great ideal. I know what I'll do. I'll get married the Monday before Thanksgiving. That way I'll never forget my anniversary. You, you picked one of only a handful of holidays of, of, that actually changed the day. completely floating holidays. Sometimes our anniversaries on Thanksgiving Day. Sometimes our anniversaries on Black Friday. Sometimes our, our 20th anniversary was on Black Friday, and I went deer hunting. So. <laughs> Mazel tov. So, at least you know when you're getting close. That's what really counts. Yeah, it's like, okay, thanks. Anniversaries, horseshoes, hand grenades, just get, just get close. I'm just not that bright, okay? I'll just go ahead and admit it, but I've never turned down a 50-year-old Padron. So now one thing I noticed about this Filthy Hooligan is that it's coming in a 6x50, um, which I wonder if that's going to prevent you from smoking it being that small of a ring gauge. That's no. getting way down there for you. I'll probably give it a try on the show. See, I can smoke a little smaller cigar on the show because we're we are kind of have a timetable here. Yeah. And um, it's actually, the show's been great because it's actually given me the opportunity to explore that a little more, um, a little different Vitola cigars than I would normally do. Which, by the way, if you want to pull up the Drew Estate story, I've got to take them to task yet again this week. All right. Well, just just want to say one more thing before we get off of this is that pricing has been set at eleven ninety five, which is about two dollars more expensive than the regular uh, Candela Maduro Barber Pole. So I find I, that interesting. I figured that Alec Bradley did a price increase with everybody else. Probably. All right. So you want to talk about uh, Drew Estate? I do. All right. So Undercrown Shade Perfecto is planned uh, to come out this June, uh, right in time for Father's Day. It's the exact same blend, the Undercrown Shade. It's just in a Perfecto. It, here's my bone, and it may be the same one. So they've announced the new size of the Undercrown Shade, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Vitola is a Perfecto, but they have not talked about dimension, size, price, or how it will be released. That's my gripe. Give me some numbers here. Give, give me anything. Just because you're Drew Estate doesn't mean that you can say, hey, there's a new size of one of our cigars coming out and let everyone just go whoopee and, and, and stand in line to buy it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have seen Perfecto. You know, I guess I consider the Perfecto size to be four or five inches long. Yeah. That's kind of what I would consider the Perfecto size. And, of course, it tapers like a football. And, and this goes to, to some of my complaints with, with other cigar manufacturers is, the Perfecto is one, and you see it with Bellicoso a lot, too. It seems to describe the shape more than the size. You know, people will call anything a Perfecto, regardless of what size it is, if it just tapers on both ends. And that's not the same thing. Well, and I've seen people call them Perfectos when they were actually Salomon. Yeah, I've seen that as well. And, I'm, I, and I won't complain at Drew Estate if they do that, because I like a bigger cigar. If this Perfecto is Salomon size then I will be more than happy to smoke it, which I'm going to smoke it anyway because I like an undercrown shade. I got one, got one sitting right here beside me for when we're done with a podcast tonight. Um, 
because once you smoke a Padron 50th, you know nothing's going to follow it. So just get something good. You know, this is an interesting yeah. thought. Once you've smoked that cigar. The best cigar of the day. Right. How, you know, but you know you're going to have one more. How do you follow it? And I always try to just follow it with light and mellow. An oldie but a goodie. Yeah, something something, something that's going to that, be consistent. Something in that workhorse category. Yeah, something that's going to be consistent. I don't want nothing. You know, I, I looked at the LFD diggers, and I like them, but that's not the right um, smoke for this situation. So the, the follow-up cigar is very important. But, yes, I, I do... First Drew Estate sends my shade to Germany, which by the reviews, I don't think I'm missing much uh, It doesn't there. sound like you are. But then they do the Perfecto and they say, but we're not going to tell you what size it is. If it comes here and it's basically a thinner flying pig, I am going to be so mad. I'm going to step on Kyle's toe next time he comes here for an event. So speaking of the, the reviews on the... Uh, on the underground shade for that they released in Germany, I've got I brought another review for you this week, and I've already told you what the cigar is, so I'm not going to make you try and guess. Mostly because that was a very feeble attempt at a new segment for me, and I'm just not going to go back to that well. Uh, so you were talking a couple weeks ago about the Toast of America series that you got. I think it was at the poker tournament. Yeah, is it Madison? In Madison. So they it was a it was a Opus X Lost City. No, it's just an Opus X. Opus Toast X. Of America. Okay, um, and a Julius Caesar, both right. in the shark shape. They were both in the shark size. Well, so someone on Half Wheel got a hold of it and wrote a review. Uh, again, not very favorable. Favorable, and it actually scored in at an eighty-eight, which I found very surprising for one of my favorite cigars of all time. I don't agree with that review because I thought it was very good. Now, you know how they say bad news sells? Yeah. I think sometimes that happens to us in the cigar world is people are more prone to read a poor cigar review than they are a good cigar review. I I blame Aficionado for part of that because they review everything, you know, via ever how much they spent in advertising this month. But... Um, I, I found it to be good. I found it to be enjoyable. Now, I have never smoked a regular Julius Caesar. So perhaps if I had that to compare and contrast it, it might be a little different. And, and it could be. But th- this guy's complaint seemed to be more about the shark shape than it did anything else, uh, which, which I kind of agree with him. I know the shark is the most popular of the Añejos that come out every year. It, it's not the shape for me. That is not my preferred Vitola just in general. I don't like a torpedo tip, and I don't like a box press. And it, to me, it's the worst of both. Man, this 50th, I'm smoking up this shop. I mean, you, just, are, you are putting out some volume of smoke over there. There's just plumes and bellows <laughs> issuing forth from where I'm sitting here. But the, the, thing that, the thing that made me pull this review was something that I find just like, if this doesn't tell you what the guy really thought of it, I don't know what will. Um, the, at the most basic level, the flavor profile is earthy and toasty, but retro hells are able to deliver apple, cedar, creaminess, and a bit of watered-down Sprite flavor. <laughs> First of all, you and I have talked at length about how ridiculous the tasting notes parts of these reviews can tend to be, especially because palates are so varied that you're... Watered-down Sprite flavor. That's There's not- no way to say that and it be a positive thing. 
Okay, and um, I, w- I would ask the young man, what ratio? Is it 50% water, 50% Sprite? Did you water it down on purpose, or did you have a couple of gl- yeah. cubes of ice that melted? Yeah. Um, well, is it just a can that stayed open and got flat? Like, what are we talking here? Yeah, there, there's no, you know, did you set it out in the rain for an hour? There's no <laughs> ratio here. There's no no guiding line. I think we should definitely pull this man's review card based on the fact that he used the term watered-down Sprite. Yeah, and he did, you know, and he mentions the shark flavor as being, uh, it it drew a bit lighter than the regular cigar, which is going to be typical of that cigar. Um, Where's this other thing that I was, um, basically he said that if you don't retro hell, all you're going to get is dirt, which I thought was interesting because I know you don't typically retro hell. You've started doing it more. I wondered if you had retro held that cigar at all. I, I did not retrohale that cigar at all. I was sitting there in the lounge just enjoying it and didn't really think about it much. But anyway, I just I, I wanted to see how, if that resonated with you at all in terms of, I mean, because you, you enjoyed, it doesn't sound like this guy enjoyed the cigar, but you did, right? It sounds like this guy, this guy did not enjoy the Vitola. Yeah. And that, the, the Vitola colored his review of the actual tobacco in the blimp. That's what I'm getting out of this review. Yeah, and, and, and me too. He did mention that the, you know, the ash was holding on well. It could have easily lasted half the cigar. So construction-wise, there were no complaints, but I think it's just, you know, and we've talked about that before. You know, size matters, and, you know, sometimes what's great in one size won't be as good in the other, and, and maybe it's just kind of missed the mark on that a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about another fun story. All right. This comes to us from the Victoria Advocate. And I think, it, I think the reason this comes from the Victoria Advocate is because only in Canada could you, get, could you pull this trick off. Friends start mobile cigar lounge business. Now, how many times have I talked to you about my cigar, cigar lounge trailer ideal? Mm-hmm. And always the holdup on it has been that I'd have to acquire $853,000 in permitting in order to right. be able to, you know, pull up to a golf tournament and perhaps sell someone a cigar. Right. And uh, so it's Assuming that the clubhouse doesn't sell cigars already and run you off with a nine iron. Sure. Victoria's old stogie company. And uh, they bought... Um, Tell me it was an Airstream trailer. They bought an Airstream. I was looking for the actual year of the Airstream where they did it. 1973, 31-foot Excella 500 Airstream trailer. Those are beautiful trailers. They, they are. And then they, um, there's only one picture. But they, I, I like it. They, they kept it simple. And, you know, I love when you keep it simple. You don't, everything doesn't have to be complex to be good. Right. And all, and they bolted everything up in here. They made, they put the nice. It feels like an old Airstream trailer, and they pull it to different locations. Well, I noticed they left the ribs exposed on the ceiling, and the which is which is great. It really shows that the heritage of that trailer. Right, that classic Airstream look. Their first event, Victoria Chamber of Commerce annual banquet. <laughs> This That's something you could not pull off you, here. You could not pull this off in America with a... Maybe in Augusta, Georgia. That's the only place where I could think that maybe the Chamber of Commerce would be a little bit more cigar-friendly. It's highly possible. And all. You'd have to, you had to spread out a lot of simoleons, but you oh, probably yeah. could get it done. But 
the um, wood slats on the sides are reclaimed fence from Hurricane Harvey. Wood guns down the middle is from Randy's dad's lake house. Love that description. And they just two friends. <laughs> Hurry up. We got to uh, pull that wood up. Pull the deck off. We got to build a trailer. <laughs> we ran out of two before. So spent all our money on the 73 Airstream. Pull it up. <laughs> Come on, boys. <laughs> You're getting a patio. <laughs> and the permit address of the lounge is 203 Laurel Avenue. I get. I bet that's where the permitting comes into play. So, and, and we've talked about this before. There was a... Um, a person I was an acquaintance with back in Georgia that did this. It was also an Airstream trailer. I don't know if the business is still going. The biggest hurdle you're going to have to doing this in the U.S., and I still think it's a great idea. You could do it in Tennessee. You couldn't do it in Georgia. In Georgia, if you open a second location, you have to get a second tobacco license for that physical address. Whereas in Tennessee, if you want to open, and Texas is this way as well, if you want to open up a satellite location, as long as it's got the same name and ownership, it can operate off, all of those shops can operate off of one tobacco license. Which is the way it should be. It's the way, it is the way it should be. So the, the hurdle that she had in Georgia was the fact that, so if you park at a golf course, you have to have a specific permit for that address. And then if you move out to Mercedes-Benz Stadium later in the day, you have to have a second tobacco license to operate there. You know... One day when I win the lottery, I'm going to put one of these together. And every time they send me a ticket, I'm going to send it back. I'm going to pay it immediately and send them a picture of a middle finger. And all because and pay it in pennies as well. Oh, yeah. Send, send them like two giant sacks of pennies. And all, which I don't know. That's kind of punitive to whoever the low man on the totem happens to be there. Yeah. But just address it to the director of who or whatever. You know, one of my builders... Because this time of year, um, building in Tennessee is tough. When you get sunny days, you got to be doing it because it's going to rain three days a week. So when you get the sun, you know, right now it's raining outside, as I'm sure everybody can hear, and mud is axle deep on a Ferris wheel on any job site you want to go out there and right. try to participate in. So when you get warm, sunny days, you've got to get footings dug. You've got to get sidewalks poured. You've got to get grass planted. You've got to get all of these things done. Yeah, if you don't have it dried in, work stops. The local city of Thompson Station, Tennessee, issued an edict that you could not work on Saturdays and Sundays in Thompson Station. to the Because of noise? Because of noise and disturbance and all that junk having no regard for the fact that these are men out there trying to feed their families, make right. a living, and pay the ridiculous amount of taxes you put upon us. Um, Again, if the market, you know, because these guys are also probably being paid a bonus to work on the weekends. Certainly. So if the homeowner or the, you know, the, that's having this house built is willing to pay the extra money to have the, the guys come out on the weekend, let them. Well, and they so they told my builder, they said, we will charge you. $50 every time we catch you working on a Saturday or Sunday. Here, let me just sign you, send you a $2,000 check and he, let me know when my balance runs out. He brought out. him $1,000 and said, call me when this runs out. I'll bring you some more. <laughs> biggest, That's exactly how you handle that. The biggest kiss my foot I could possibly imagine. And I, which, of course, did not go well for them. did not go over well for them. But because rather than realize the error of their ways, all they did was raise the penalty to like 1000 bucks instead of 50 or something like that. Check oh, that f- picture out. Oh, you found a found another picture. Yeah, found that a better picture of the awesome. lounge. That's just re- sorry. I, I know this is a podcast. This is a great pod. Me showing Trey pictures, <laughs> but um, 
a great business ideal that somebody should be able to take advantage of that kind of the theme of my life legislation is getting in the way of actually us being able to take care of stuff. All right. So I have something fun I want to talk about. I'll, tr- I'll try to turn it into something that I can spend 30 minutes I, raising cane about. I'm sure you will. Um, so uh, Romacraft has announced a new limited edition, which I'm very excited about. Romacraft makes the Cro-Magnon, the Neanderthal, and the often overlooked, if not even hard to find, Intemperance. The Intemperance BA 21, I think, is one of my favorite cigars of all time, and I can never find it. Yeah, I need to start looking online for it because I, any of the shops I know that used to, ser- to stock it don't anymore. It's an amazing, it is so Romacraft. It's a brilliant cigar. Well, they have announced that the Intemperance EC18 Goodness Shipping, or not shipping, <laughs> the goodness is shipping. Um, basically, it's going to be, and this is my only complaint, it's a box press. Okay. But... It's 5 by 56 This is the biggest cigar that they've ever made in the Intemperance line. True. Which has always been my only complaint with that cigar, is that they're small. Uh, so I'm really excited about this. It is going to be kind of a limited release. I think only 500 boxes of 12. But at 870 a cigar, number one, Romacraft has a rabid following. So you know they're going to sell out very, very quickly wherever they go. Um, but... You know, for a limited a big cigar like that at 870 with all of that intemperance Romacraft flavor, I, I, I'm, I'm putting it out there. If someone gets a hold of this before I do, uh, let's work something out. <laughs> well, um, it's funny because Romacraft, two guys smoke shop. Yeah. Keep your eye open there. They always seem to be the leader in the, two, in the Romacraft yeah. lines. It seems to be easier to get their stuff. There but, than anywhere. Yeah, but you've got to be on it because that stuff sells out in minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. There, you've got to be right there when you know you need to find out the release date, take the day off work, and all, and just camp out in front of your computer like you're trying to buy tickets to Comic Con. Yeah, but they're saying it's announced. It's announced release for mid February, so I'm hoping I can get my hands on one of these because I have not been as excited about a cigar coming out as I am for this one in a very long time. Well, you know, it's kind of a slow time of year for cigars. And all the first of the year, January is historically kind of a slow month. Yeah. Anyway, so it's nice to see somebody releasing something in February. Yeah, it really is. You know, because, you know, any retail shop owner will will tell you that this is a slow time of year, which I've never really understood because when it gets cold, I'm coming inside to smoke. So... I think a lot of people's disposable income was burned at Christmas. I think that has to do with it. I also think that there are a lot of people out there that don't smoke on the regular like we do. And they smoke on the golf course or they smoke, you know, on the lake or whatever it is. So I think the opportunity to smoke for a lot of people goes away and they don't want to come into a cigar shop because then their wife makes them undress in the garage before they're allowed back in the house. You know, that sort of thing. See, my wife gets mad when I undress in the garage, (laughs) especially when the preacher's visiting. (laughs) You see a few extra cars in the driveway. Now's my chance. (laughs) Now's the time. Break out the helicopter. That's right. Welcome home. If I see my towel, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. <laughs> that's a mental image our <laughs> listeners did not need. <laughs> hey, it's better than describing pictures of the airstream. Fair enough. And also, one more thing to wrap it up tonight, and all we're coming up to the end of the show. Thankfully, Short news. <laughs> my, 
my time in the barrel is almost up. <laughs> That's right. Your day in the barrel is almost over. Small meteorite strikes Pinar del Rio, Cuba. No injuries reported. How small? Well, see, that's the thing. This is like the underground um, shade perfecto. They didn't give me any dimensions. They just said a small meteor. That could be a pebble. I mean, that could be nothing. The size of a chihuahua's head, it could be the size of a basketball. Yeah. And I don't under... Everybody that watches Simpsons got that reference. But... um, Located about two hours west of the capital city of Havana and home of the country's most prized tobacco fields. Two hours, like by foot? Like, <laughs> the island's only this big. Well, every, by donkey. I mean, okay. it's Cuba. <laughs> okay. You're, you're either driving a donkey or a 56 Chevy. Right. <laughs> One or the other. There's really no middle ground in Cuba. <laughs> and all. And, um... Home of many tobacco farmers, fragments were found right outside the door of a house. And all now, this is newsworthy. This is newsworthy because I would like to pick a bone with Asylum Cigars. Why we don't have a seven by seventy Candela called the Hulk? How does that irradiated tobacco? Oh, and meteorites are full of radiation. They've been in outer space. Where does radiation come from? <laughs> it comes from underground. The sun's got radiation. <laughs> That's a different type of radiation. Well, I didn't specify. Okay. I, excuse <laughs> that's, that's, me. That's UV radiation. Oh, okay. So if it's not, ga- so you're. It might give you, the cigar might give you skin cancer, but so I don't see that turning you into a superhero. You're, you're a radiation mel- snob. It's <laughs> gamma, a melanoma man. I'll only be around for a couple of days. for you, is it? <laughs> one, one of my favorite all-time comic book characters has always been the Incredible Hulk may have something to do with my anger issues that I've been dealing with tonight via cigar and yelling at you for the last hour. I, I thought you were sick today. That's why you came in all green. No, it was the other. It, it, was, it was the cigar that was next to the meteorite when it landed. I'm just, I'm just, there's got to be a good angle for this. I would be scooping up all the tobacco within a two-mile radius of there to, you know, once just in a to, lifetime. Just to hope, hope. Well, there are actually, I believe at last count, there are four swords made from meteorites in the world. Okay. Where they actually took the meteorite, melted it down, folded it, and made sword. They're called the Swords of Heaven. And they're actually priceless relics at all. So this I is the cigar, so. cigar of Heaven. I mean, why am I not marketing for these people? Well, uh, it's made in Cuba, so we won't ever get to smoke it anyway. Oh, yeah, we'll have to smuggle it in. Yeah. Via, excuse me, sir, is that plutonium? No, it's a cigar. <laughs> and I love, sorry, we don't allow cigars with UV radiation. It must be gamma come in this country. But... Anyway, so why don't we wrap it up for tonight? I, please, because I can't take any more. <laughs> All right. So if you want to reach out to us, uh, give us topics for future shows, or if we said anything that offends you. Uh, <laughs> or everything. <laughs> Which is where I'm going to be sending my complaints this week. Is uh, Facebook.com slash The Cigar Cast. Uh, you can get us via email, info at TheCigarCast.com. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter at The Cigar Cast. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening this week. Thank you for putting up with my railings for another week. I'll be back next week to roast Trey upon some other character flaw. I'm going to put Xanax in your root beer next week. (laughs) But until then, have a great cigar and think well of us. (laughs) 